Hey guys, welcome to our weekly news show here on Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and today we're gonna to be talking about India's first 3D printed house, Olay Electric's closed two-wheeler charging network, more information on Zomato's upcoming IPO so that you can decide whether or not to invest, some of India's startups' responses to this second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, Tata's upcoming acquisition of Big Basket, all of the latest funding news and more coming up right after this. All right, so first up in the news, let's start things off with something fun. India's first ever 3D printed house. The startup behind this house and the 3D printer that made it is called Divasta, and it was founded by three IIT Madras alumni. Now, the concrete 3D printer that these guys have built is the first of its kind in India. There are other construction startups around the world that are building similar technology, but this is the first time that it's ever been done here. And while a normal house of this size might take anywhere between one and five months using conventional methods to build, this 3D printer can build houses in five days. And on top of that, the cost of building these houses is reduced by about 20 to 30%. According to one of the startup's founders, the target is the affordable housing segment. We can roll this out for mass adoption. So who knows, that might be the future of India's housing market, 3D printed houses. And I'm curious to know from you guys, would you actually be interested in living in a 3D printed house like this one? Let me know what your thoughts are in a comment down below. All right, next up in the news, earlier this year, Ola Electric got to work building their electric scooter manufacturing facility in Tamil Nadu. This factory is expected to be completed in mid-2023 and will have a capacity of 10 million units per year, which would make it the largest ever electric scooter manufacturing facility in the world. Of course, all of these electric scooters are gonna need places across India to charge, and that's where Ola Electric's hypercharge network comes in. By the end of this financial year, Olay Electric is hoping to have set up approximately 5,000 of these charging stations, but in the next five years, they're planning to set up 100,000. This hypercharger network will be spread out across 400 Indian cities, but here's the catch. It's a closed network. Ola's electric scooters are gonna be hitting the market as early as July, and they're the only scooters that are gonna be able to use these charging stations. Now, from a business standpoint, this may be a good decision. This is the same strategy that we've seen from companies like Tesla, and it'll enable Ola Electric to optimize their charging stations for their scooters. That being said though, one could argue that this kind of exclusivity actually discourages the growth of India's EV market as a whole. As always, I'm curious to know what you guys think, so definitely leave a comment down below and let me know whether you think this decision from Ole Electric to make their hypercharging network exclusive is a good thing or a bad thing. But just to give you guys a couple more details on these hyperchargers, they're gonna be built in the same factory that Ole Electric scooters are gonna be built. The cost of building this hypercharger network is gonna be somewhere around 14,800 crore rupees. Charging one of Ole Electric scooters' batteries to 50% will take 18 minutes with these hyperchargers. And then charging one of Ola Electric scooters to full capacity will take less than an hour. 
All right, next up in the news, Zomato is all set to become India's first ever startup unicorn to go public. They've officially filed their draft red herring prospectus and are aiming to raise $1.1 billion from this IPO, which would make it India's biggest this year. So the way that this is going to work is that Zomato themselves are going to be issuing $1 billion in shares. And then one of their investors, InfoEdge, is also going to be selling their $100 million stake as well. Now, of course, the number one question that a lot of retail investors are asking themselves right now is, is this a good investment? Should I actually buy stock in Zomato when they go public? So I wanted to give you guys a bit of information about Zomato's financials to help you along in making that decision. Firstly, between the financial year of 2018 and the financial year of 2020, Zomato's revenue increased by more than 5x from 487 crore rupees to 2,742 crore rupees. That being said though, in this same time period, Zomato's expenses went from 594 crore rupees to 5,006 crore rupees. In other words, Zomato is a loss-making company. And in fact, between the financial year of 2018 and the financial year of 2020, their losses increased by more than 20x from 107 crore rupees to 2,385 crore rupees. And this raises an interesting question. Why is the Securities and Exchange Board of India allowing Zomato to go public despite the fact that they're loss-making. Traditionally, the SEBI only allows companies that show an operating profit of 15 crore rupees in three of the last five years to go public. That being said though, there is one way that Indian companies that want to go public that are loss-making can circumnavigate this rule. If they allot 75% of their net public offer to qualified institutional buyers, then out of the remaining 25%, only 10% is allowed to be allotted to retail investors. The remaining 15% needs to be allotted to non-retail and non-institutional buyers. Now, typically with an Indian IPO, 35% of the net offer is made available to retail investors. So this is a 25% decrease in the offer that's being made available to retail investors. But it looks like this is something that Zomato is okay with. Now, one last thing to note before we move on to the next news item is that Zomato isn't aiming to become profitable anytime soon. In their draft red herring prospectus, they said that we expect our costs to increase over time and our losses will continue given significant investments expected towards growing our business. So what do you guys think? As retail investors, are you going to be participating in this initial public offering? or not. Whether you are or you aren't, I would love it if you could leave me a comment down below and let me know why. What is the reason for you choosing to invest or choosing not to invest? All right, next up in the news, we wanted to share some of the positive things that Indian startups are doing to combat this second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. For example, Logistics Unicorn Delivery is flying charters into India with oxygen concentrators and other essential supplies. Paytm has launched an initiative to import 3,000 oxygen concentrators into India 
India for government and private hospitals under an initiative called Oxygen for India. Dating app Truly Madly is using their algorithm to match COVID-19 patients with plasma donors. No Broker is going to be organizing vaccination drives in societies across Bengaluru, Mumbai, Pune, Hyderabad, Chennai, and Delhi NCR. Map My India is working on installing free GPS tracking systems on vehicles transporting oxygen, vaccines, hospital beds, and other medical equipment to make the process smooth and transparent. And these are just a couple of the companies that are trying to make a difference. There's plenty that we didn't mention in this list. So I hope that you feel encouraged by the fact that a lot of the startups in India's startup ecosystem are trying to do their own small little thing to help out the situation overall. All right, moving on to some acquisition news now. The Competition Commission of India has approved the acquisition of Big Basket by Tata Digital, which is a subsidiary of Tata Group. Under this deal, Big Basket is being valued at $1.8 billion, and Tata Digital will be acquiring up to 64.3% of the company for $1.2 billion. All right, next up in the acquisition news, omni-channel eyewear brand Lenscar has acquired Hyderabad-based grocery delivery startup DailyJoy, which is an interesting acquisition choice. Apparently, Lenscart isn't actually acquiring Daily Joy for their business, but rather for their team. They're looking to boost their technology and innovation capabilities, and so this new team is going to be working out of Lenscart's new technology center in Hyderabad. All right, next up in the acquisition news, on-demand payments platform Instamojo has acquired vernacular content startup Showman to strengthen their tech and product capabilities as they're looking to expand into multiple categories. All right, moving on to some funding news now. Low Earth Orbit satellite communications company OneWeb, which is co-owned by the UK government and Bharti Global, which is the parent company of Airtel, has raised $550 million from one of the world's leading satellite operators, Eutelsat. This news is coming just days after OneWeb successfully launched 36 new satellites into orbit, making their constellation 182 satellites strong. The company aims to build a constellation of 648 LEO satellites, which they would use to provide affordable and high-speed internet to the people of the world. OneWeb has now raised a total of $1.9 billion, which is 80% of the funds that they need to launch their Gen 1 fleet into space. All right, next up in the funding news, on-demand home services provider Urban Company has raised $190 million from Prosys at a $2 billion valuation, making it the 11th startup unicorn here in India this year and the 8th this month. Today, Urban Company claims to be the largest home services provider in Asia, and they have a presence in India, the UAE, Singapore, and Australia. All right, next up in the funding news, EdTech startup Upgrad has raised $120 million from Temasek Holdings at a valuation between $575 and $675 million. There are also reports that Upgrad is in talks to raise an additional $40 million, which would increase their valuation to $850 million. Also, I think it's worth noting that this is Upgrad's first external equity funding round. Upgrad is going to be using these fresh funds to boost their inorganic growth in both the online 
online courses and the undergrad degree segments. A portion of these funds is also going to be used to expand their presence in international markets like the United States, the UK, the Middle East, and Asia Pacific. All right, next up in the funding news, student housing provider Stanza Living has raised more than $100 million at a valuation of between $470 and $500 million in a funding round led by Falcon Edge through a VC fund that's managed by Falcon Edge called Alpha Wave Incubation. Stanza Living provides affordable managed accommodation for students with facilities like housekeeping, food, and security. All right, next up in the funding news, Elastic Run, which is a startup that helps Kiranas and neighborhood shops to source inventory and working capital from international brands, has raised $75 million from Process and Avatar Ventures. Elastic Run is currently working with more than 125,000 neighborhood stores across 300 Indian cities, and they're going to be using these fresh funds to reach a million stores in the next 18 to 24 months. All right, next up in the funding news, Bizongo, which is a B2B platform for packaging products, has raised $51 million in a Series C round led by the CDC Group and Adventures by SCG. Bizongo is currently working with more than 100 clients across industries like food and beverage, FMCG, and e-commerce. They're going to be using these fresh funds to offer more product lines like apparel and textiles, and also to try to replicate the success that they've seen in India in other markets like Southeast Asia. All right, next up in the funding news, EdTech startup Lead School has raised $30 million in a funding round led by GSV Ventures and Westbridge Capital. Lead School has already onboarded more than 2,000 schools onto their platform, and their services are used by more than 800,000 students. They're going to be using these fresh funds to onboard more than 25,000 schools in the next five years. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed the video and if you did as i always say it really helps us out when you hit the like button and of course if you haven't already subscribed to our channel and you want to see more videos like this one we post new videos every single week about indian startups entrepreneurs and the latest news also big thanks to our backstage with millionaires members our unicorns and our decacorns during difficult times like the ones that we're currently going through right now your financial contribution to what we're doing here at backstage with millionaires really Really does make a difference. So thanks to our members and also to you for watching this video through to the end. All right, I will see you guys in the next video.